All right, we're here at the 36th Annual Chili Bowl Nationals. i got a celebrity in the house, Scotty <laughs> Cook, the uh, face, voice of many different uh, TV streaming services for these races. Scotty, thanks for having the, uh, taking the time to come on Pass Points Podcast. Good to see you, Mike. Um, always great to be in this building. We know when we're in this building, we're about to have some fun. Yeah, so speaking of fun, what, what kind of fun you got in store for, for yourself this week at the Chili Bowl? Uh... You know, it seems as though the days of fun uh, pertaining to this event or the shootout are over. You can't – it took a few years to learn, but you cannot mix the fun with the, the work anymore. <laughs> it, just, it just does not work. Uh, so it's all straight down to business, uh, working the flow broadcast. And uh, it's been interesting getting to know all, uh, you know, the new faces and the – the new producers and not new, um, but of course, I've been with Scott Trailer, the Racing Boys, uh, up and down the tour for uh, gosh, we we put in ten solid years, and uh, I believe we worked fifteen chili bowls together. This is going to be the first chili bowl that we haven't worked together, so it's all transition and it's all new to me. I, well, last year uh, we worked with uh, Flo as well, so. Uh, just a getting to know and still a getting to know this year. We made it through the uh, shootout, had a really good broadcast, and um, the number of competitors just keep going up each and every year for both of these events. Yeah, with the, the amount of competitors, it, it makes for, obviously it makes for longer race days, which in, in turn means longer streams of the races and longer time that you're working in the infield. Does that Does that add any type of stress or just is it just, part of the job none none mentally um because it's just all in the game and it's all of what we do uh, albeit extended hours beyond what we're normally used to putting in for a three to four hour show what right. would be uh average or usual but uh man we get these 12 15 hour days broadcast it's uh it's quite a physical grind and um used to not be a big deal about 15 years ago but i hit about 40 years of age now 52 and uh it's 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 a grind it's a grind on an old fart so all we can do is just keep doing it while we're loved while we love doing it and um you know it's uh it's just part of what we do we just it's funny at the end of each night you don't you don't take in mind or or consideration how physically tired you are until that final checker drops and then you finally sit down for the first time and you're like holy cow we just did 12 to 15 hours of broadcasting so uh, no complaints here though because uh again just doing what we do and just damn glad to be here it's always a wonderful wonderful feeling to be in this building and see people yeah that's that's it's one of my favorite times of the year and i know you were alluding your 12 to 15 hour days you were alluding to the shootout there um, when it's all said and done and the shootout's over and that week is over, um, how long does it take for you to physically recover? You got to just chill for a couple days. Are you still tired? I didn't want to see the light of day this past week until about Wednesday or so, to be quite honest yeah. with you. I totally shut it down on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It started to creep out and around, but uh, man, it's just such a physical grind that you just absolutely want to just shut it down for a couple of days. And 
I didn't even drive back home to Missouri. I just stayed down here. It yeah. wasn't any sense in wasting time or energy to drive or high dollars in gas or whatever. So I just stayed here and um, hung out and hit the recharge button and had to make sure we come back in here with uh, all all guns hitting on eight before we get started for, for this deal. You know, that obviously this chili bowl is a cakewalk compared uh, to the shootout. That was going to be my next question is if it felt like a vacation. Oh, absolutely. Every year. There's no doubt about it, man. By the time you get done with that shootout, it's like <laughs> you almost feel it's constant spin cycle for five days with very, very little rest, early, early mornings, early crew calls. And then you get here for this, you know, and then you kind of get back into the normal kind of routine of motorsports where you show up about three, four, five, mingle around with your friends for a bit and then get your ducks in a row. And then we fire off the broadcast. Uh, I think we'll go on maybe 5, 4.30. I don't know exactly. But uh, um, and then, you know, Heats, qualifiers, consolations, amen. We can get out of here every night. We start at 5. We get out of here every night by 11, sometimes press at 11.30. So that's more in the wheelhouse of what we're used to. And uh, it feels like such a cakewalk compared to the shootout. The shootout is crazy. Again, no complaints because I'm no different than the rest of any of these people in this building or like you. We do this stuff because we passionately love it. And uh, so, yeah, just a... Looking forward to another Chili Bowl broadcast this year. They're, uh, it's always fun to work them. Uh, there's no lack of drama. There's no lack of storylines. And you got new stuff coming out the box every night, every qualifying night, different characters to deal with. And uh, so there's a, never a shortage of things to report on or never a shortage of entertainment in this building. What, what is your favorite part about the Chili Bowl week? Like, what's the thing coming, coming back to Tulsa that you think – Man, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Whether it be Chili Bowl or even just around Tulsa, or... man, over the years, uh, one of the the things that I feel most blessed about, Mike, with all this is uh, the people, the amazing people that I've met, and uh, such a blessing. I, that's one of my. Um, I think that that was the biggest blessing bestowed upon me in life is to be able to travel and meet so many beautiful, wonderful people across the United States. And there are only two venues on a racing calendar year for your grassroots dirt track uh, uh, fans, competitors, or whomever uh, that you can congregate. And that is Knoxville Nationals and here. And so one of my favorite things, I think, is just to be able to get back here and when time allows to be able to catch up and visit with people that you typically only get to see one time a year. Um, My most favorite thing is probably what anyone's favorite thing about this building is, is especially for the chili bowl. I'm I'm finally starting to learn and take a little bit of a liking to the micros only because it's necessary and I I have to, you know, but uh, my passion is with the uh, open wheel sprint cars and midgets and dirt open wheels. So you get in this building of anywhere you go in the United States, uh, you do not see any better racing than you do at the Chili Bowl annually anywhere. Yeah. So that is what I get geared up about the most. It's cool to see all the people, but to beat when you walk in that door, you know you're going to see the most kick-ass 
wheel-to-wheel racing that you see all year long. So that's what I love most yeah, about it. For I sure. agree. Yeah, it, it is my favorite time of the year just because the sheer amount of talent that gets in this building. And not just from open-wheel sprint cars, midgets, but just the talent that comes from the industry as a whole, from motorsports wide. You got guys, you got IndyCar drivers, NASCAR drivers. All of You've them. had drag racers. So you, you got – I love the fact that the Golden Driller is – is a top prize in all of motorsports, not just dirt track racing. Well, it's pretty much become the the Lombardi Trophy for all of yeah. grassroots dirt track racing. No matter what form or venue that you come from, if you compete here and you're vying for that driller, it is, as I see it, likely one of the most coveted pieces of hardware in all of dirt track Open wheel racing, hands down. I 100% agree. Last question for you. You do a lot of interviews. You talk to a lot of people. You talk to a lot of kids in the micros. Uh, what's your favorite interviews to do? The kids. Is it? Uh, you know, with the drivers, with the adults, it's just the same old shtick. Again, heat of the moment, you never know what's going to fly out of anybody's mouth, right. especially after they flip their ass off. I believe I've stuck a microphone in your face after you flipped your ass off a time or two. Ooh, maybe. I don't remember it. It was probably a good ride. <laughs> but my favorite, honestly, is the kids. I've always – it's it's a million wonders I never had any kids, but uh, I've always had – no, not that you know of. Scott Trailer <laughs> looks at me like that's what he wanted to say. Hey, like, I always say they'd have they called by now if yeah. that was the case. But um, the kids, indeed, because, I mean, the old TV show, kids say the darndest yeah. things. You know, I've always had a very yeah. cool liking for little tykes. I, you know, I go, I go back to my relationship with my dad. He, 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 was, he was one of – he was a jokester. He loved to jack with kids and, and tease them, you know. And, man, I never had any kids myself, but I, I'm the same way with kids. I, I like to pull out – I just uh, – what you, you just don't know what they're going to say. Just so, yeah. so to provoke them or, or prod them along and 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 help them search for something that comes out of their brain that you just uh, you're like, oh my gosh, that kind, did that child just say that? You know, uh, always comical, always fun, and and I think that's probably my favorite. I'm, you know, uh, victory lanes are always for big marquee venue events are always exciting. Um, the hoopla and all the excitement that goes around it. But uh, I'll interview a little kid and laugh with him all day long. Yeah. For sure. I, I know I said that was the last question, but you kind of just brought something up that sparked another question in yeah. my head. So shoving a microphone in somebody's face after they're pissed off, they just got run over. Do you like doing that? Do you feel like it's a necessary evil? I know there's a lot of fans that are like, There's oh, a lot of people that don't. They don't like it. There's a lot. I've, but I've, I've, I've yet to see like a driver blow up on a, like a reporter for doing his job, uh, you know, and, and maybe, well, maybe there has, maybe you've even had that happen. Well, um, funny you say down in Las Cruces, New Mexico, about eight or nine years ago, Scott trailer and I witnessed one of the most, uh, comical two part interviews that we had ever seen with one sunset Hills, Missouri's Brad Loyette. I believe one Tony Stewart wheeled him out of the, uh, B main. Oh man. Uh no, out of his heat race. And 
I went down there to check on him, get an interview, and he went into an he went into an absolute WWF Vince McMahon, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, Hulk Hogan tirade. Yeah, he completely flipped his mind, and it was some pretty good stuff. Well, funny part about it was, if that wasn't enough, and I said that was Tony. I don't remember if it was or not. I thought it was, but at any rate. About 30 minutes later, we go back down there to get a report while he's thrashing on his race car still trying to get it back in for the B-Main. And I'm just kind of lingering around like roving reporter, you know, and Scott sends it back down. So let's go back down to Scotty uh, for an update on Brad Loyette, see how the progress is going on. Yeah, we're down here in Brad Loyette's pit, and I start, you know, who's helping, what they're doing. Brad's on his left rear thrashing away. He drops his tools. And he marches directly over me and rips a microphone out of my hand and went picked up back from where he left off the first interview <laughs> and finished off what he uh, wanted to say for the remainder of phase two that was unintentional and originally supposed to be just an update on the car. Right. I think back on that, and it was a pretty, pretty comical moment. But, yes, it's a very... Slippery slope. The very yeah. first thing you want to do is, uh, first thing you got to do is make sure the dude's all right. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of a, yeah, I always like to make sure that the, that, the, that, the, that the EMT, if they've really busted their ass, that the EMT has yeah. spent their time with them. And uh, I think that, I've heard you tell stories before about you fixing to interview somebody and realizing their bell was wrong pretty bad and then not interviewing them. Oh, it was more than that. Uh, we were at the Lucas Oil Speedway. Diamond the dirt tracks, and it was, uh, I believe, the open wheel spring fling deal that they the do. The open wheel with, mayhem? Yes, with the the 360 sprints, non-wing sprints. and uh, That's a race that I busted my ass at. Yeah. Flip non-wing down the backstretch. Well, uh, one uh, Tulsa's finest, Mr. Cameron Hagen, oh. popped a wheel coming out of turn yeah. four. And uh, I was standing inside of turn number one, and he hopped a wheel coming out of turn four. Flipped all the way down the front straightaway, veered off the racetrack. He ended up coming to rest about 20 yards from where I was standing. So I casually walked over there and, again, make sure uh, the EMTs, Billy Hurt, and the fire and rescue guys looked him over. Telly was a little bit Google-eyed, but still yet, they've looked him over. He's okay. So let's uh, throw it down to Scott. Scott Trailer throws it down to me and... Cameron's a big boy. Yeah. And uh, he even was seven years ago. This has been, I believe, already. And uh, had his arm around me when Scott Trailer tossed it down to me to begin the interview. Yeah, we're down here with Cameron Hagen, hops wheel out of turn number four, bad ride. Just about the time I'm about ready to put the mic in his face, wrapping up my question. While I'm asking the question, I feel his weight getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And by the time I'm done with my question, getting ready to throw the mic in his face, he done plumb faded smooth out. Oh, man. Like, tits up, horizontal. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, well I don't know, Scott, we're going to have to send it back up topside. We have a little <laughs> altercation up here. And then I'm, I'm over and fanning him. Oh, I'm like, gosh. dude, dude, hang in there. So, yeah, that was uh, an, a, a deal that I'll never forget. Scott and I have had so many memories over the years. And, uh uh, I don't, I think we will probably make more in the future, but boy, we've had some memories, 
uh, up and down the road. And uh, those are just a couple of instances. And um, it always keeps me on my toes and it's always interesting. That's for sure. Well, speaking of interesting, this was a great conversation. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Absolutely, my man. We'll let you get back to enjoying your time off before you start working this evening. Your plate is full coming up this season. I want to wish you the best of luck uh, taking over the series and um, just give it your best shot. Well, thank you, you, sir. You got big shoes to fill with uh, Tyrone Maddox, but uh, I know (laughs) that that you had full faith in you. You wouldn't have... uh, tossed it down to you to take the ball and run with yeah. and i just want to wish you the best of luck man i appreciate that bud all right brother all right we'll see you